I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of the Geek Down Podcast. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. This is episode 82, and thank you for joining us. This show is the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit down and try to figure out where their fandoms intersect. Yep. If you have just discovered us and want to keep on listening, there are primarily two ways you can do that. The first being SoundCloud, where the show lives. You can go to soundcloud.com forward slash geekdownpod and take a listen to all our fantastic episodes. All of them. All of them. Or if you don't want to check back for new episodes and want them to magically appear on your device, there is a button on the SoundCloud page that will take you to Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Not iTunes. No. No. Um, While there, you can subscribe. You can also comment oh god uh while there you can subscribe you can also comment and rate the show yeah if you feel just like putting some stars maybe four or five that would be awesome we would love that we would love that also i suppose you could like get at us should just do everything now yeah straight at the gate do it all right straight (laughs) at the gate so if you want to comment talk to us send us fan mail or fan pictures or fan scribbles we would appreciate all of that you can do it many different ways what is a fan scribble um it's when you take a tiny notebook <laughs> and then you uh, it's a joke <laughs> um uh, actually t- i'm using a much smaller <laughs> notebook today than i usually do it's tiny guys it's and not small it's tiny Caitlin, and you know what <laughs> Taking a photo of it. Um, which will go which on. Will go, yeah. <laughs> segue lead into that. Which will go on to one of our socials, which is our Instagram page. Putting the fucking mic for. <laughs> no, put a club soda can next to it for size reference. <laughs> um, so our Instagram, you can get at us um, at GeekDownPod. Same with Twitter. It's at GeekDownPod. At um, GeekDownPod for everything. For everything. Gmail. Um, at, uh, at See, now it's stuck. No, Gmail is geekdownpod at gmail.com. Um, and then finally, our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. Yep. So those are all the socials. Feel free to get at us at any of them. Um, also, if you'd like to support the show, you can hit us up on our Patreon. You could. Um, which is at uh, patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod. And um, we have different tiers there that you can support us with um, monetarily if you like. We appreciate everyone who supports us now and everyone who will support us in the future. Because um, I'm sure you guys are out there. Even a dollar would help us because a dollar adds up. It does. Yeah. To many dollars. Yes, and then we can buy things like a mixer, and then we could have people come and record with us. Twenty dollars can buy many peanuts. Explain <laughs> uh, how. Yes, Simpsons jokes notwithstanding, um, we appreciate all the support, and it will. It is leading towards mixers and guest speakers, and God, maybe more chairs. Who what? knows? Who, who else needs a chair in here? Possibly the person who will possibly record with us. Oh God, no! They're not coming here. Oh, okay. We will go to them. 
wherever they are. <laughs> Rent a boardroom or something. Hopefully they have chairs. Hopefully. Um, so yeah, I think that's all the like business out of the way. All right. Yeah. So, Jordan, what's up? I'm in agony. <laughs> really? Yep. Why are you in agony? Um, because the the saga of Jordan's uh, dental hygiene care, what have you, uh, continues. I can never go. Just can I can I get like a month or something? Isn't fucking around in there? Um, no, Jordan. That's not the answer. The answer is the poor medical system and the man. That's why you're in pain. <laughs> that's why I'm in pain. Yeah. So we will recall when I when I first went back to the the lovelies over at the Liberty Village Dental Clinic just you know to get cleaned up, get everything taken care of. Did all that stuff, broke me for a bit. Love that real poverty talk. Hitting up your parents for money when you're a grown ass man always makes you feel good. Then uh, sometime last week, I believe the uh, one of the things they wanted to do was I had this I had this uh, nightmare in the back that was basically held together by filling. And they were like, oh, well, we want to do a root canal. We'll have to do a root canal on that. We'll have to get your crown. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Your insurance will only cover it for half, though. Um, but we can get you financing. You know, it'll cost you about $600. And I went, <laughs> Or it's like, well, the other option is that we, we extract, you know, extraction. And I looked on my care plan that they had given me with all the prices and whatnot. Yeah. And what would be covered. And they had some other extractions on there. I have these wisdom teeth that they say are going to grow, continue growing down into the bottom of my face. Oh, just like Lisa get, Simpson. If they don't get pulled out shenanigans um and the cost for those would be about for those extractions would be about uh thirty dollars maybe after insurance um so i was thinking already that like listen this sucker is going to get pulled at some point but you know it's fine it's not giving me really any trouble so it can wait uh then at some point the filling fell out possibly while i was sleeping um and i went to you know bite down on my cereal one morning and the apocalypse happened in my mouth, and it's kind of been the apocalypse in there ever since. And this is why we need to have more, better um, health plans for teeth. So, yeah, until I can call them tomorrow and be like, hey, get this out my face. Or how much is it going to cost to get this out my face? Yeah. So I can figure out when I can get this out my face. Until then... No more solids for me. <laughs> nope. Mashed <laughs> banana. And... But I love solids. <laughs> nope. Everything through a straw. So despite the fight we had before the mics went on, I'm sure sometimes you people wonder, like, you know, <sighs> Kayla and Jordan seem to get along so well. Do they ever fight? Oh, yeah, we fight. It's not really a fight, though. It's a tiff. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a disagreement. Mom, Mom and Dad had a, dis- <laughs> had a little uh, conflict of opinion. Where Caitlin was like, we don't have to do the show. And I was like, the, the show, nothing gets in the way of the show. I've gone for 82 fucking episodes. <laughs> like, we missed a week once. It's not happening again. So, as I sit here in agony, holding a can of club soda against my face. <laughs> it's true, it's you, happening. You appreciate this, listeners. Support us on Patreon so I can pay to fix my fucking face. So angry. <laughs> I'm not angry. <laughs> Oh, right. He's just in pain. It's not anger at all about the pain. Um, but besides anger with the pain, do we have anything else angry to be about, to be on about, to be angry about? I have some disappointing news for the listeners. What's your disappointing news? So, I hadn't seen Sweet Boy in a while. Oh, no. And uh, didn't know where he was. Just, you know, wasn't bumping into him. As I usually would have. 
uh, possibly, you know, quitting smoking. I'm not hanging out there as much as I used to. So there's less opportunity for me to cross paths with them. Um, but then after a especially hard night at work, I, I bummed one from a coworker and was having it with my coffee on the stoop when I got home. At me, I don't care. Sweet Boy ran to the corner, and I was like, oh, man, things are looking up. Here comes Sweet Boy. I'm going to get some head boops. I'm going to pet him. It's going to be great. Not about it. Oh. Sweet Boy ignored me. <gasps> And just walked away. Oh my gosh, it's shocking. This has happened on three separate occasions. Now. Oh no. Sweet boy's over it, y'all. Sometimes. I don't, know, I don't know what to do. Sometimes people just move on from your life. I guess. There's no, listen, you think you get closure in your life? You got people always telling you you should fight for closure. Sometimes you just don't get it, listeners. No. Sometimes people just leave. There'll be no heartfelt letter from Sweet Boy. Sweet Boy's, I'm not, I'm not going to have a sit down in a, in a, on a, cafe patio with sweet boy to discuss what went wrong in our relationship and come to terms with it and accept it and move on with our lives and sweet boy just gone yeah so maybe sweet boy just has things to deal with at night just needs to focus like (laughs) batman but for cats sweet boy's the batman of cats yeah (laughs) bat cat man he's like i can't let you get close to me (laughs) fat man (laughs) my enemies will know who you are i have to pretend i don't know you it's to keep you safe Exactly. Does that make you feel better? No. <laughs> oh, damn. I really was going for, <laughs> for that there. She's putting all, putting all the stakes on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Hey, maybe he'll come around again. Hey, if you love something, sometimes you got to let it go. Yep. That's right. It's a lesson to all our listeners. To all our listeners. Yeah. Um, speaking of letting things go, yeah. sometimes your possible heroes, you just have to let die. Yeah. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> hey, y'all. Joss Whedon's a fuckboy. Probably. Probably. Maybe not in the way it was originally. De- it's been depicted, but yeah, more than likely. Yeah. I mean, I was. A- I got over him a while ago, but I know a lot of people were like, Joss Whedon. Well, I mean, you know, it was starting to flare up after, you know, his, his Wonder Woman script hit and everybody was like grabbing the torches again about like, Joss Whedon, fake feminist male, blah, 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 wrote a Wonder Woman script and it was all about... What the hell's his name? Steve Trevor. Yeah. Wonder Woman was a supporting character in her own movie. He didn't really get it. Which caused people to go back and be like, hey, remember the three nerds arc on Buffy and how weird and creepy that was? Yep. And how he's just, Joss Whedon has a habit of just like putting his own avatar into the stories he writes and flailing against his own perceived weaknesses and whatnot. And then that whole thing about how he didn't like the word feminism. Uh, did he? Yeah, he spoke at something once, right? Yeah. He didn't, he said he didn't like it. He, and we should go with, uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, not, uh, is it Unitarian? I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it was some kind of like people-ism. No, you winged him. He's just a Unitarian. Now. <laughs> um, these things were always swirling around and I was, I, at the time was being like, man, y'all are being like really hard on him. He's like. He's like he's he's doing his best, you know. He wrote the Avengers. He wrote Buffy. He's 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 gonna do this Batgirl movie. It's great. It's it's fine. It's sure, he's got his weaknesses, but you know, he's, as an artist, he's human. Whoops. Then his ex-wife wrote a post for the rap and detailed all the ways in which that he sort of cheated on her, gaslighted her, blamed the patriarchy for why he was cheating on her. Yep. Which is some real extra level yep type of something yep um 
Yeah. And even the comment, which was like, even though there were a whole bunch of inaccuracies and like untruths in the statement, Josh Whedon is not going to reply. Because yeah, it's like he still had to like get a shot in there, right? Like, yeah. He could have just said, for the sake of my kids, I'm not going to comment on this. But you had to be like, well, it ain't like she said it was. Yeah. But I'm not going to comment. Yeah. Fifteen years later, when he was done with our marriage and finally ready to tell the truth, he wrote me, quote, When I was running Buffy, I was surrounded by beautiful, needy, aggressive young women. It felt like I had a disease, like something from a Greek myth. Suddenly I'm a powerful producer and the world is laid out at my feet and I can't touch it. But he did touch it. He said he understood, quote, I would have to lie or conceal some part of the truth for the rest of my life. But he did it anyway, hoping that first affair would be enough and then we could move on and outlast it. Unquote. Gross. Super gross. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. Listen, y'all, leave your marriages first. Yeah. It's not that hard. People do it all the time. If you're, be be a scumbag for that reason. Mm-hmm. You know, she comments in the piece that she uh, was diagnosed with um, CPTSD after all of that, because, you know, the life she thought she had kind of got. The person she thought she knew and was married to got all torn up, ganked and... out from under her. So, I mean, you know, just be, just own your douchebaggery. I mean, yeah. number one, try not to be a douchebag, but I mean. If you really can't help it, just own up to it. Listen, I am a male who grew up with not a lot of female attention growing up. If I was put in his position, Lord only knows what the hell I would have done in a similar position. Yeah. But man. I would like to think if I was just going to be a douchebag, I would just break up with my wife first. Yeah. Be like, listen, I'm probably going to crawl back to you in like six months and feel free to kick my ass to the curb. But I could cheat on you or I could just go be a dickbag. So I'm just going to go be a dickbag. There you go. See? Joss just should have been the dickbag. Yeah. I don't know where we're standing on this uh, on this Batgirl movie, but somebody's probably looking for <laughs> yeah, looking for a new writer-director right about now. Hopefully. I mean, probably not because, you know, the patriarchy. Yay. <laughs> it's the word of the day. <laughs> it's the patriarchy. Um, but despite that, there's other news. <laughs> not that James Cameron was anyone's hero, but he's proved himself to be just a oh, yeah. kind you know of a what? turd. I didn't even watch it or read it. Rather, I didn't even read uh, the article came up oh, a couple days ago and I was like, eh. Uh, basically, James Cameron was giving an interview with The Guardian, and he called Wonder Woman, quote, a step backward. I Yeah, I saw they had that in the like the tagline of the article. Um, quote, all the self-congratulatory back-patting Hollywood's been doing over Wonder Woman has been so misguided, he told The Guardian. She's an objectified icon, and it's just male Hollywood doing the same old thing. So it's like he's claiming feminism while burying a woman director project at the same time. Yeah. It's almost noble in its misguidedness. <laughs> um, it's almost amazing how misguided <laughs> it is. It's weird. Patty Jenkins with one fell swoop, just kind of dropped the old, uh, you know, notes app screen cap on her Twitter. Yeah. And said, quote, James Cameron's inability to understand what Wonder Woman is or stands for to women all over the world is unsurprising, as though he is a great filmmaker, he is not a woman. <laughs> strong women are great. His praise of my film Monster and our portrayal of a strong yet damaged woman was so appreciated. But if women have to always be hard, tough, and troubled to be strong, and we aren't free to be multidimensional or celebrate an icon of women everywhere because she is attractive and loving, then we haven't come very far, have we? 
I believe women can and should be everything, just like male lead characters should be. And it's not... There's no right or wrong kind of powerful woman, and the massively female audience who made the film, the hit it is, can surely choose and judge their own icons of progress. I like that. Mike drop. Yeah. From Patty Jenkins. Again, this all could have been avoided if James Cameron had just shut the fuck up. Man, we really got to spread that gospel a little bit more. Shutting the fuck up. It is highly underrated. <laughs> It would save a lot of people a lot of trouble. Well, listen, listen everybody, got, everybody gave Frank Ocean all that love when he wore that t-shirt at one of his concerts that said, like, why be homophobic, transphobic, racist, whatever, when you could just be quiet? Yeah. Listen, the geek down was way out front. That's true. On that. Frank Ocean. You owe us. You're on the board. <laughs> Shutting the fuck up. Yeah. It's good enough for the geek down. It's good enough for Frank Ocean. Could be good enough for you. Yeah. Um, other news. Yeah. Um, the, I've seen the first glimpse of Gotham by Gaslight. And how are you feeling about it? Um, so for those of you who uh, are new or wasn't paying attention to when I was talking a couple weeks are ago. Are you new? <laughs> um, they're making a very well-known comic book called Gotham by Gaslight into a movie. It's one of this um, DC things that they do where they make um, an idea uh, that they might be having into a short animated film and see gauge people's reaction to it. Um, I mean, they could also just be doing it for fun because they have like bazillion dollars and they can do whatever they want. But usually like that's where, um, uh, oh, what's that movie? Harley Quinn, um, Alligator Man. (laughs) 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 Oh man, we haven't had one of these for ages. Oh man. I have boxes on the brain. Okay. I am moving this weekend. Taking a long way around. (laughs) What's that movie with Harley Quinn and Alligator Man and a guy with boomerangs? (laughs) Captain Boomerang. Oh, well, you remember Captain Boomerang? <laughs> well, I wanted to say uh, something. Croc, Killer Croc. Y- yeah, there we go. He was in there too. Um, he was a member of the <laughs> Suicide Squad. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I missed this. <laughs> um, so that's where the Suicide Squad Squad came from. Is they did like a short animated film. People like loved it, and they were like, "Oh, we'll make this into an actual movie." <laughs> Anyways, Gotham by Gaslight. It's also really well known, the comic at least, for uh, Mike Mignola's. Is that how you say it? I've always called him Mignola, but I don't Mignola, know if that's actually that's pronounced. Um, Mr. Hellboy. Yeah, Mr. Hellboy, who who's artwork is fantastic in it and it's very dark and gritty and i the the clips that they showed of the animated feature is not dark and gritty enough they talked about the dark and grittiness of it but they what i've seen it was i was like everything should be dirtier why isn't it dirtier um so yeah we'll see how it goes it's lots of old guys talking about it Talking in it or talking about it? Well, it was like a, a little feature, so they showed some ah. clips and talked about it, and they had interviews with a couple different people, and one guy was dressed up in Victorian garb, which I thought was quite funny. I think he might have been like the director, or one of the animators or something. <laughs> Committed to the bit. Yep. Um, everyone else is dressed normally. He probably didn't get the memo. He was probably like, oh, we're not going to do that dress up thing. And he was the only one who came up in a top hat and, you know, a cravat and stuff. Anyways, um, yeah, it looks okay. Well, I'll have to wait and actually see it um, in theaters and see how it actually is. Uh, DC has a tendency to, like, make terrible things. Yeah. Yeah. Like this recently announced Joker origin story 
film feature that they're making. Yeah. And the Harley Joker uh, Suicide Squad prequel. I don't know. Oh, I didn't hear whatever about that. it is. Yeah, no, we talked a while back about Margot Robbie getting her for like first look deal with Warner Brothers or whatever, and part of that was going to be any Harley related thingamabobs. And uh, yeah, they're doing uh, her and Leto reprising the roles. Um, I don't know who's directing. Who's Scorsese is producing the Joker origin story. Okay. Which is what? I always thought that was part of Joker's mystery, right? Is you never that knew nobody wh- really know, knew who he was. Yeah, there's. A, I mean, there have been Joker origin stories, of course, but like you never know which one you're getting, right? So yeah, I, 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 and I thought there was going to be a Birds of Prey movie. I thought that's what the Harley thing was going to be. I was excited. Birds of Prey. Uh, Joker Orson origin story by Todd Phillips, the director of The Hangover. He's directing this. Oh, great. Produced by Scorsese. Um, and he's co-writing the script with a guy who co-wrote 8 Mile, apparently. That's a hell of a... Great. No, no women. <laughs> it's going to be so good. It's the Joker. Right. We don't need women there. Oh, of course. Save your Sorry. women. Save your women for the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, there, there are no women listed there. Anywhere, either. no. Um, Jared Leto and Margot Robbie will reprise their roles in this thrilling The Prospect. Come on, IndieWire. <laughs> the crazy, stupid love directing duo of Glenn Fakara and John Requa are developing the project. Oh, they're, they're going from the success of uh, NBC's heartwarming This Is Us to the <laughs> oh. <laughs> to the Joker Harley. Bonnie and Clyde type movie. Huh. Interesting. That'll be that'll be dope. Spoiler halfway through. They have adopted a black baby. <laughs> Hooray. And they're all brother and sister. I don't know. I haven't watched that show. I just heard it makes all the white people I know cry. Um, <laughs> then you know you're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I need to know. Are the white people on my Facebook wilding out about it? I don't need to watch it. Um, yeah. So that's. Ooh. I don't. That don't look good. No. It's all trash. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. DC makes trash. It's all trashy, tr- trash, trash, trash. Trashy, trash, trash, trash. The comics are doing remarkably well, apparently. But Yeah, because they'll let ladies write those. Like I always say, it's the, it's the they're like inverting, eating each other's own tails. Like Marvel owns the movies. Yeah. But their comics are basically trash at this point, And like nobody's interested yeah. in anything they're doing. Um, DC is like the complete opposite. Like the big crossover right now is... Um, <laughs> Batman Metal. Whoa. Terrible title, but it's apparently it's all relates around nth metal. Nth. Nth. <laughs> you know, like to the nth degree. Oh. It's called nth metal. It's the shit that like Hawkman's mace is made out of or something. I don't know. Right. Uh, and maybe in the current iteration of the DCU, it didn't really exist. And then they found some and it's like, where'd it come from? What's happening? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and at one point, the Justice League has like a map out and it's like a multiverse map. And it's basically... The map that Grant Morrison put at the end of his like last batshit crazy. Sure, Grant Morrison, go do your Grant Morrison <laughs> stuff, where he wrote f- like fifty-two books, right? Called Multiversity, and like each one took place. He was basically trying to come up with like you know the unified theory of the DC universe, right. and he put a map in there. And in this metal spinoff, they're looking at the map. And it's like, but what if there's a dark multi? They flip it over. And it's like, what if it came from here? <laughs> they're just looking at black. That's not what everybody cared about. What everybody cared about is at the end of it, Batman gets a visit from, not Morpheus, Daniel, the other one. Oh, The right. white-haired one. Oh! That's so they were, ex- already, they were already like, the Watchmen are officially part of the DCU. 
Now the endless are part of the DCU. Oh my god. And my first question is always, did he sign off on this? Yes, he did. Interesting. <laughs> they showed Gaiman, they ran, they ran through everything. And he was like, that sounds cool. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Hey, comics are the place to do wild and crazy shit. He's he's running the Good Omens show right now. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't care. He doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. I think yeah. he's pretty much done at this point. And listen, he went out on a bang. Go read Sandman Overture. It was fucking, fucking great. Anyway. Yeah. DC Comics. Everybody loved DC movies. Everybody. Mm, Marvel. Exact opposite. Yeah. Do we have anything else? Or do we yep. want to move to updates? I have one more thing. You one more thing? And speaking of comics and yeah. comics coming from things and... <laughs> That kind of stuff. Comics um, come from things. Comics come from things. Voltron. There's a comic coming in October of this fall. <laughs> this October. Yes. It is a tie-in comic for the te- television show, which has been awesome. So awesome. You should watch it right now. Okay. Oh, I was talking to the audience, not oh. you. I figured you'd watch it eventually. Be like, show's over. <laughs> Ice pack on face, watching Voltron. Well, watching Voltron. Yeah. It is a very short season, so... Um, there is this like third longer season or the second half of the third season. I don't know how they're doing it. Um, it is coming out in October as well. So they think by they, I mean, you know, the people who think about these things, um, you know, reporters, that kind of thing. They think it's going to come out at the same pundits, <laughs> pundits, the same date as the release of the new season. Um, but no one's officially sure. Um, but I'm kind of excited that there's going to be some tie-in merchandise. More Voltron media. Yeah, I don't get. They don't. They're not making Voltron toys, as far as I know. Everybody so. to sate their space daddy lust. Space daddy. I guess. I guess he's been gone this season. But who are we talking about? Shiro. Oh, well, yeah. I can't talk about that. I know. Space daddy. <laughs> Did I not show you that photo from Anime North? Uh, no. Or did you see it on Twitter? I know. Somebody posted, I love daddy. <laughs> Somebody had a frame, like yeah. the, the frame that said, I love daddy, that you would put in a child's room, and they put a picture of Shiro in it. That's funny, because it's true. <laughs> the, ner- the nerd girls are like, really, All about- really about Shiro. Okay. Uh, man. Okay. I can't wait till you watch the new season, because I'm oh. going <laughs> to say something, and it's going to be awesome, and... Do they call him Space Daddy? <laughs> no. It's something else. Do they acknowledge that he's Space Daddy? Um, no. But it's something else. It's also really funny. <laughs> Please watch third season. All right. Um, should we move on to updates then? What have we been watching instead of Voltron? Sure. Um, listeners, I never do this. One of you has to go out and watch One Million Yen Women. Okay. Because I watched the whole season. Yep. I think I enjoyed it. Yeah. But you're not sure. But a character's motivations made no sense by the end of it, and I need someone to watch the whole season and talk to me <laughs> about what they thought of this character's motivations. Right. Um, also, did not know, apparently, the guy playing the lead, the guy who has all the women show up at his house, um, is the frontman of Radwimps, who was the band that did all the music for your name. Oh. That's such a All weird right, Japan. <laughs> exactly. I was like, it's like, what? This is the dude from Radwimps? <laughs> Japan, you're odd. Um, that's really all I watched this week. I stayed caught up on my usuals, Made in Abyss. Uh, Welcome to the Ballroom, which is really kind of boring, but I don't know. I enjoy watching it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like Yuri on Ice Caliber, and <gasps> I don't know, right? Oh, my God. I miss Yuri on Ice. They're like, Kubo and Yamamoto have been, like, hitting some of the convention circuits. So, I mean, like, in America. Mm-hmm. So, there's still, like, Yuri hype that pops up on, on Anna Twitter every once in a while. Because yeah. people have been meeting them or they go to the panels or whatnot. It's like, oh, my God, I missed that show. It made me so happy. 
Magnum Abyss. Yeah, this week's episode, not terribly exciting. It was fine. I haven't seen it yet. It's a lot about... You get a lot about her mom in this one. Okay, that's good. Lots of, lots of O's and flashbacks with, with her mom. Um, And, ooh, Recreators. Oh, man, I forgot, forgot I was to watch People that forgot show. about Recreators. It's still there, still going. Right I'm writing in, that down right now. Entering the final arc, I think. And, uh, yeah. It was, a, uh, it was a big sacrifice made this week. Oh, geez. Yep. The look on his face. No wonder he's so angry this week. Angry at everything. Angry at everything. Um, and we had a we had a satellite review from one of the many Geek Down correspondents. Mr. Kaim Dar weighed in on Netflix Death Note. Oh. Which means I don't have to watch it. Yeah, so thanks, Kaim. I'm trying to avoid it. Nobody like here plague. has to watch it. First of all, I saw some comic that I thought it was going to be cute out there where it was like, you know, Light was writing in the Death Note and Ryoko was like, what are you doing? And it was like a list of all the like live action anime adaptations with like flop. Like yeah. He was making them flop. And you just got finished writing Netflix death note. Here's the thing. Y'all, y'all ain't never going to know because Netflix don't release no numbers. So you can't call it a flop. Yeah. You're not going to know what you're not going to know if it's a hit. You're not going to know if it's a flop one way or the other. You're just seeing what you want to see. Anyway, I'm also kind of talking like he has seen the anime as well. I've never seen the anime. I saw the Japanese live action, which the first one I didn't mind. The second one I thought was, stupid um and then i tried reading the manga and every time some new rule about the death note that like got light out of whatever circumstance he was in i was like fuck this book <laughs> oh man i totally get out of this situation if i could do this turns out you can do that go ahead keep a little scrap of the death note on you at all time that you can write on and keep in your watch or some shit and like that's stupid stupid Kaim has more experience with the with the greater you know death note expanded universe or whatnot so uh, he had the better basis of comparison. Kaim says, bloody and more graphic than the show. Casting and acting were okay. William Defoe doing his Green Goblin voice. Uh, really liked him as the Shinigami Ryuk. It was an American adaptation that didn't really need to happen, but if this one really did have to, it would have been more digestible as a Death Note story set in that world. Oh, I see. So he would have liked it maybe more as like, instead of being... This is Death Note, just being like, stop trying, don't call them light, don't do whatever, have it yeah. be like a, a Death Note story. Right. Frame it like that. Um, as far as Twitter, chatter, and whatnot, the only thing I've seen that has been like, you know, surprise to no one, pretty universally praised, is Keith Stanfield as L. Cool. Um, I saw some clip, it's like, celebrate this editing of, <laughs> of Keith Stanfield, like, wiping, he was like running up on a diner counter. And he clearly took a header, but they cut it in such a way that it looked like he landed on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> he was about to go ass first onto this thing, but they cut it so it looked like he was like deliberately trying to hop down. That's amazing. So, yeah, apparently he's the only good thing in it. And there are some real... Somebody was contrasting the scene from the anime where Light first meets Ryuk and the scene from the uh, Netflix movie. I'm hoping the Netflix movie is embellished because the delivery that kid was giving... <laughs> A lot of screeching, a lot of ah, ah, ah! <laughs> running through a chemistry lab or something. I don't know. So it really, it's like an anime. <laughs> really, yeah, y'all complaining that it's bad, but really, they're just doing a live action anime because the anime is really over the top. Um, ooh, anime. One last thing. Mm-hmm. Shouts to Amelia. Her panel was yesterday. Looks like oh. it went very well. Oh, that's good. She was stressing about it a lot on the social medias, but it looks like it, it went uh, very well and was a success. The room was pretty full. They may have even... Uh, 
he hesitate to say change the mind, but apparently, you know, like they they had a one star review before the panel even happened. Um, Great, yeah. People are so su- stupid, stupid, and they suck. Uh, and one person who showed up there, pretty much, uh, he may have walked in thinking he was going to troll or like debate. Right. I like debate. I like shutting the fuck up, but that's just me. <laughs> um, apparently, when it was over, uh, wanted to know about pitching. He wanted to write something about how people watch like you know anime in the military or something. So, victory. Victory. Of a sort. Congrats to you, Amelia. Did a hell of a job. That's awesome. Happy your your cross-continental, transcontinental, transcontinental trip uh, worked out all right, because I knew knew it had its ups and downs, and we are not forgetting that you're coming to fucking Canada next year. Yeah. We're going to be ready for you. Uh, Also, I had asked her, her panel um, will be available. There's no video of the panel from Saturday, but there will be. uh, It's basically like how to... How to survive problematic fandom, basically. So it's like nice. the thing we struggle with week in and week out on yes. this show. Um, some version of it will hit the hit the web at some point, whether it's the uh, you know the PowerPoint deck or um, or some sort of version of it that they do once they uh, refine it. Cool. So that'll be out there soon. So congrats. Uh, that's pretty much everything I watched. What have you been getting into? Boxes. Nothing but moving. I have been packing, and I've been cleaning, and I've been avoiding cleaning because I'm packing, and I have all the laundry to do, and I'm really sore, but not as sore as senior correspondent <laughs> who's done. Um, so uh, we've moved in with another couple. Lifted all your fucking books? Um, no, I... Well, he did, but I also made sure that the boxes were small with the books in them. Um, but all the heavy... We have like this heavy office cabinet thing he lifted all that with um the other gentleman i'm moving in with uh, they another couple we're moving in with um they two of them did all the heavy lifting and are both very sore um i am just slightly sore <laughs> and i slept a lot last night like really heavily it was great and didn't watch nothing nothing except for the stuff for the show didn't watch anything didn't haven't even barely even looked at the news just been focused you know, one person's moving and one person's face is exploding so it's gonna be a short ass episode y'all oh super short because there are, i have no updates nothing exciting going on i'm hoping that in two weeks my house will be kind of together two weeks yeah i, I gotta work full time i gotta like things are going on i remember <laughs> i'm in someone's bridal party that is true I have things to go to. I want to go to the X next weekend. All kinds of things. Oh, man. For those of you who don't know, right now, going on in the city is the uh, Toronto Exhibition. Canadian National Exhibition. Yes. The C&E or the X. Yes. And, uh, it's just a big fair. It's a big fair. I haven't been back, though, in like five years. Um, and Senior Correspondent has never gone. Really? Yeah. So I said I'd take him this year. I've only been like twice. I believe the last time I went, I believe I went with my ex-girlfriend and we were freshly broken up. So that was uh, awkward. Super awkward. Which has led the uh, the kid to express a desire to go with me. I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. Nah, Remember the last day to go for anyone in the GTA is um, September 4th? 4th, which I believe is Labor Day. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is why they, they banned their... Um, discounted teen day or whatever on september 4th oh really because apparently it was a it was a local toronto ritual to just you know last day last day of summer break yep go to the x and just wild the fuck out so the x is like you know what you can do that shit you're paying full price (laughs) you little assholes 
Uh, poor teenagers. But not really, though. Man, other shout out. Um, so because my face is exploding and, you know, I'm poor and whatnot. Um, you know, got a little extra loot from the fam. So my friend Leah the Brazilian, I uh, thought she was having an issue with her, um, her something to do with her record player setup. Right. Um, and she wanted to check the, the preamp, which is the thing that amplifies the signal from the needle before it goes to the receiver, blah, blah, whatever. Right. She thought that was the issue. She wanted to go to June Records here in Toronto because <laughs> she thinks I've got like the hookup there or something. I don't know. I just know a couple of the employees. Because um, you're there a lot. I'm not there a lot. I'm there enough. My book release was there. Come on. Um, and you wanted to go and have a look. And then, you know, come Friday, it was like, I don't even have money for tokens, Leah. Like, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. And you got a little money from my parents. It's like, I have money for tokens, Leah. <laughs> I can go for the trip at least. And then I'm walking through and I'm digging and it's fucking, you know, while she's talking to the guy, a couple of the employees to plug in her preamp and see if it works. And I'm digging while I'm waiting for her to do what she's doing. And it fucking always happens, Caitlin. What happened? When I was out with Mr. Malosh yeah. last weekend, Yeah, I had two records in mind. He's doing that thing where he's kind of pointing two, at me again, right in my face. Two records in mind. It's really kind of like all I want. It's like, well, are you looking for anything? I was like, maybe if I found this and this. Like, right. This is Herbie Hancock record I've been looking for for a while that I can't seem to find anywhere. Um, and this Donald Byrd record that I just found out about, produced by Isaac Hayes. Had no idea it existed. Um, I don't know what's going on, but okay. <laughs> And so I'm digging. I'm in. You always got to check them new releases. Don't just go to the section. Check the new arrivals. Right. The shit they haven't really filed yet. Caitlin, what's sitting behind the fan over there? Oh, is that some Herbie Hancock? That, that's a Herbie Hancock record. Oh. That I haven't found anywhere. But found it at June that day. Had it in my hand. It's $15. Oof. You know what I did? What did you do? I put it back. <gasps> I had put it back. And then I was talking to Leah and I ended up, <laughs> I ended up finding a, uh, a, f- a forty-five by uh, the people behind "You Sexy Thing," "Hot Chocolate." Yes, it was not "You Sexy Thing." It was another song that Leah had been trying to find. She didn't know where to find it. It's called "Everyone's a Winner." Right. Um, and I think it's that one. Oh wait, I know what that is. I think that's "Everyone's a Winner" by Hot Chocolate. She was trying to find it on like random movie soundtracks and whatnot, but there mm-hmm. were always newer reissues. So I just found like a four dollar, like forty five. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, what's that? What's that hot chocolate song you're always looking for?" She's like, "Oh, everyone's a winner." And I held it up. I was like, "So that one?" And she's like, "I found something else she was looking for once recently, yeah. like on forty five at June." She was like, "How do you always do this?" <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know. It makes me happy." She's like, "Well, I was already thinking of it, doing it anyway. Do you want to just pay me back for that Herbie Hancock record? Like, I'll give you like a year to pay me back." <laughs> That's a pretty sweet deal. I'm like, I'm like, cool. Okay. So shouts to you, Leah. Helping me check that goddamn Herbie Hancock off the list. And he's he's very happy about it. That'll be your soulful Sunday today at Jordan underscore Ferguson. Looking very sad with a busted up face. <laughs> but a cool dance, I'm sure. But still, but still dancing. Yeah. And if I if Japanese listeners, if you're out there, if you're in the greater Tokyo area and you're near either the HMV vinyl shop in Shibuya or Shinjuku, you need to let me know because they're reissuing a grail. A grail? A grail. What are they reissuing? It's like a $300 record um, by Taiko Onuki. It's one of the titans of city pop, which is that Japanese yacht rock I love. A little, little taste of... This is the lamer song. It's got a bunch of good songs. But this, is the la- <laughs> this is the lame song that I love just on principle. Oh, yeah. It's terrible, but... So bad. 
but I love it. I love that, that mm. drum. That mm. drum is great. Mm. But the rest of it sucks. Oh, I'll, I'll skip to the synth solo so you can really see how bad it sucks. Oh, God. Get a little taste of Tycho's is beautiful that voice. Is that oboe? Ooh. Ooh. Just skip to the choice. Man, I wish I was into something. What? What choice were they making with this synthesizer for the solo? I don't know what to tell you. And I'm sure if I check the credits, Ryuchi Sakamoto played on that. Like, Yellow Magic Orchestra played on this album as, like, session players, basically. And my boy Tatsuro. You're saying a well. whole bunch of things, and I'm like, uh-huh. Anyway, I know why this is happening. Because I think, I think Google Translate... What, the reissue? Why it's happening, yes. Okay. They reissued it once before in 2014. The reissue was, like, $100. Oof. At this point, the original, which came out in 77, shouts to Mr. Malash. He believes that 1977 was like the greatest year in music. <laughs> he just started looking up records because he wanted records from the year he was born. Yeah. It turns out all these amazing records came out in 1977. And every time I find something I didn't know existed and it's amazing, I'm like, what year did that come out? God damn it. <laughs> 1977. Japan, Japan too, apparently. Oh, I'm getting too animated. <laughs> <laughs> Having too much fun. You're hurting yourself. Oh. So the original is like a two to three hundred dollar record. So obviously it's reissue city for me. They announced that they were doing this reissue, I think because Japan has a show that basically is called like, Hey foreigner, what are you doing here? Okay. Um, it's like they like wait at the airport and like find white people and are like, What are you doing in Japan? That's amazing. Um, one guy was there to buy records. Oh. So they followed him around and that was the record he was really looking for. It's this Taiko Onuki record. And he ended up finding it. And it was like 100 uh, or 10,000 yen or something. It was like 100 bucks. Um, which is still good if it was an original. That's a good-ass price for that record. Yeah. And he like freaked out. And it was like, oh, it's like it's attention brought on this. People saw this. And I don't know. Maybe they were getting a lot of calls for it uh, after that. So they're like, well, fuck it. We'll reissue it. September 20th. It's coming out. <gasps> My birthday. Your birthday. My birthday. Buy it for Caitlin's birthday. She won't want it. She'll give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming out i don't know if it'll be I've, I've i spoke to the fellows at june yesterday to see if it even like is registering in their distribution channels i don't know if it is but this is grail material this is like one of those records that i did not think i would ever be able to have that kid's excited yeah we're talking about exciting things and now i might be able to get it Whoo! See? We will see. I gotta get my fucking face yanked apart first but i wish i could like be excited about a thing I'm not excited about anything, except for babies. And I'm not allowed to have one of those for a while yet. Well, I mean, and people could argue that, like, you know, securing your legacy through regeneration is, through progeny, is a much more useful thing to be into than, you know, a dumb record. I guess. I just really want it around because it'll be cute and loud. That's good. Oh, God. It's so fat. It's going to be so chubby. It's going to be so chubby, it's going to have, like, a Cheerio stuck in a fat roll. (laughs) Your kid will actually just be a face. Yeah. Just a face. <laughs> With like a tiny body dangling at the body of, bottom of him. Is it because my carry, face is so big? Yes. You will carry it like a basketball. It will just be like an actual like basketball with a tiny body dangling off of it. Big. That makes me feel bad about it. You talk about your, round, your big round face all the time. it's my big round face. <sighs> Fine. Though, no, combined my big round face and senior correspondent's big round face. Listen, I wasn't going to say it, but... We're just going to have a child with a very big round face. It's going to be adorable. I'm very excited. 
Well, enough of fucking baby talk. <laughs> Never. Let's um, get out of here and take a break so I can put something on my face for another 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and then maybe I'll be in good enough shape to come back. And and talk about the thing that we did not bring each other, but we just, we were actually kind of given. We were given by number one Geek Down fan globally. Globally, for sure. She give it a try. Her and Travis could go neck and neck, but I mean, Travis, we knew you beforehand, so that, to my mind, that edges her out. Kara brought us an Australian show called Please Like Me. And when so, we get back, you can uh, find out what we thought about it. Yeah. See you in a bit. Hey y'all, welcome back to the show. I'm mildly numbed up, so this is less than agonizing, but still not great. This is the second part of the show <laughs> where Kate and I would usually talk about the things we brought each other, but we're not doing that. No. We it well, it's we didn't even mention it at the top of the show. It's August Watcherama. It's the conclusion of August Watcherama. Yeah, I'm kinda sad to see it go, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> we gotta start doing work again. Yeah, I know. Um so for those of you who don't know, August Watcherama is um where in the month of August, instead of bringing each other shows to watch and to rate, we actually just pick a show that either um, a fan has talked about or we haven't um, heard about or is everyone seen except for us. We're the only people left who haven't seen it. Um, hence the Orphan Black episode we did. Um and today we are doing, like we said before, uh, Please Like Me, which is an Australian show and uh, was... Um, suggested by our number one superfan, Kira, from Australia. Hi, Kira. Um, she squeals whenever she gets a name drop. Way, so. <laughs> uh, so we decided to watch it. Um, the rules still apply, though. Yep. So we have three of them. The first one being the rule of three, which is if a show comes in episodes or parts or if the thing we're reading or watching does as well, we'll at least consume three of them. If it's serialized in any form, you got to watch, read, consume three parts of it. Yeah. Just so it has a chance to become what it wants to become. Um, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod, um, which is the rule that we will not talk about the show at all before we are sitting in front of these microphones. Nope. Jordan tried. Jordan didn't try. Tried to rope me into talking about Jordan it. didn't try anything. All Jordan said was that usually Jordan sometimes ends up watching the thing still like hours before we record. In this case, I just happened to watch it earlier. Uh-huh. Um... And the third and final rule, which isn't really a rule at all, it's more of a policy, is that there will be spoilers. Spoilers. It doesn't really count for the show. A, the show's like three years old. B, oh, I guess it's not quite that old, but... Um, it just wrapped up last year. Yeah. Um, but it's not the kind of show where you can really spoil much. It's not... Meh. Meh. Okay, meh. So if you hate spoilers, take off anyways. Go grab some tea, maybe numb your mouth so you can feel like Jordan's feeling. Go to the dentist so you never have to find yourself in this position. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and with that, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, so Please Like Me, as I mentioned, was is an Australian television show. It is a comedy drama series, and different people have said it's either w more one or the other. I think the showrunner has commented that he saw it as more of a drama um, with comedic bits. I see it more as a comedy. I don't know how Jordan feels about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
It is created and stars uh, Josh Thomas, um, who also wrote most of the episodes. And his character in the series is also called Josh. Um, it premiered on the 28th of February, 2013. So it is, I guess, more than three years old. On ABC2 in Australia, which, as we mentioned before, ABC is not uh, North America. ABC, it is the Australian Broadcast Corporation. Yep. So don't get confused there. Um, there have been four seasons, um, the fourth being its last, which is the one that premiered last year. Um, and it has won lots of awards. Has it? And is still winning lots of awards. Is it? Yeah. 2017, it won some award. Um, the synopsis of the show is basically that 20-something Josh is going through a number of big changes as he navigates his first decade of adulthood. Um, so the first episode, basically, his girlfriend breaks up with him because she says he's gay. Um, his mother tries committing suicide. And he has to move back in with her. Anything else I missed, Jordan? Uh, he gets a boyfriend at like the same time. Oh, yes, that's right. Like immediately. And it's fantastic. Um, so, Jordan, what did you think about the show? Uh, so, I remember Kira saying when she recommended this that it was really going to what you thought of this show was really going to come down to how you felt about Josh. Yes. And I, we all know I've been very outspoken on the self-centered, arrogant narcissist character that seems to dominate a lot of English uh, television. Yes. I did not think he was that bad. He definitely has his moments. Yeah. And I would say I don't know how far you got, but I ended up finishing the season. I got to episode four. Um, or I finished episode four. I found later on in the season he got worse ah. the longer it went. He has this thing where he just doesn't take anything seriously. Like, right. Or he can't process it. Like, people come to him with, like, can I talk to you for, you know, he never wants to do anything. Anything yeah. that's brought to him, he doesn't want to do it. And he says, no. And we have, and we have to do that now. Like, I just, I'd rather, I'd rather not. Like, he's, like are, do you think you're cute? I don't know who told you pouting was an option for you, but it's not. Right. Um, he has a very punchable face. <laughs> Wow. It's just general. It's just general. Um, not because he's Jake gay, just because he's just kind of like smarmy and like, eh, eh. he's that. Eh. <laughs> he's that sound? That's, <laughs> he is that sound personified, and he does that through a lot of the series. And But I thought that was balanced a lot by his relationships with um, his mom, Auntie Peg. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm sure Caitlin has a lot of strong opinions about Andy Peg. She probably likes Andy Peg a lot. If I was a gambling person, I'd probably make that bet. And that he is generally trying to be a good person for his family, right. his mom especially. But I did find it started to grate. Kira also said it's not like a bingey show. Like you should like Take space it, it out. Yeah. And maybe that was, I just kind of found episodes. <laughs> maybe because I was in pain and I was just lying there and I didn't want to do anything. It's like, so episodes just kind of like rolled over one or the other. And I was like, Oh, suddenly I've finished the season. That was maybe <laughs> a lot. Um, as far as like hot take. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to give this show. It did make me laugh sometimes. Um, there were some characters I really liked. I loved may. Yeah. The dad's girlfriend. Yeah. I also really um, love may. The dad is far more infuriating. Both the parents are far more infuriating than Josh is. Yeah. I found just their constant like sniping at each other or that thing where like you're divorced but you still are like see i haven't had a scene like i haven't watched a scene with them where they're in the same room yet yeah that that will come okay um when they're like 
selling the house and she's the mom has just found out that he has a girlfriend yeah and i mean you think like that's so weird why would anybody care but like i just (laughs) i'm not gonna mention any names but i have a friend where like there's been some drama in his life where like his parents have been divorced for like 15 years yeah and the dad just found out that the mom has had a live-in boyfriend for like five yeah he's having all the dads have causing all kinds of drama and feeling all kinds of ways about it like wow y'all been divorced for 15 years so that's not that unrealistic to Mm -hmm. think that you know that's yeah a that the dad would leave may at a convenience store (laughs) around the corner every time he goes to yeah visit the mom's house or like swing by there or b that the wife would feel (laughs) some kind some kind of way about it they're uh when she finally goads him into admitting it, and she's basically like, I say, I just want some chocolate milk. I'm going to run down to the store and get some chocolate milk. <laughs> and the dad's like, well, what? What do you mean? He's like, no, let's go to the store and get some chocolate milk. And he's like, oh, we don't need to do that. And she finally like outs with it that she knows he's got a girlfriend. Why would you tell me? Are you an idiot? Et cetera, et cetera. But then it's basically like <laughs> they're showing the house. They're trying to sell the childhood home. Yeah. And, they're each in their cars within eyesight. Yeah. Texting each other shitty things <laughs> to each other the whole time. And it's like, are you children? You're like in your fifties or sixties, like you're grown adults. But then I immediately thought about this friend of mine who's his parents are like doing the same shit. So it happens. Um, I think ultimately I liked it, but I'm still processing how I liked it. What did you think of it? Um, I love it, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Same issue, opposite side. Um, I, because I'm only four episodes in, I haven't found Josh to be, he says he's self-centered, but hasn't really shown that yet. I mean, there are some, it's the same issue he has with parents that I think all children have with their parents. Um, he gets exasperated by them. I love um, it's Greg, right? The or Jeffrey? It's Jeffrey. That's the boyfriend the, is Jeffrey. The, the boy, well, the boy. What boyfriend? He literally just all of a sudden is like, <laughs> "I'm gonna come home with you, and we're gonna like go out." But they never have a conversation about it. He's no. just always there. Um, and uh, I love that everyone hates Neve. God, Neve is the worst. <laughs> And everyone knows she's the worst and them trying to get uh, his best friend to break up with her. And you're going to break up with her tonight, right? Yes, I'm going to break up with her tonight. Never does. Um, She got kicked out of her poetry group. She's really upset. Yeah. (laughs) Did you get... What's it? Tom is is the friend's name? Yeah. Who's dating Neve? Uh, Did you get to the scene? I don't remember what episode it's in. Where Tom has drawn... You don't see it, but yes. he draws an image of Josh sucking his, <laughs> sucking his dick. Yes. He's like, why would you draw that? You know, it's Joe, suck my dick, bitch. Uh, like, you, you understand I'm quite fond of putting penises in my mouth. Like, yeah. are you saying you want me to put your penis in my mouth? N- no, no. No. It's like a joke. Like, it's not very good. <laughs> like, breaking down why this joke has been terrible and, Tom, and why he spent so much time on it. And Tom is finally like, I did not think this through. <laughs> was great um there were some actual laugh out loud moments which is very hard to do with me um so i appreciate anything that made me laugh out loud um i did love aunt peg (laughs) she's so crazy and old uh and i did i didn't piece together that it was like a great aunt 
Yeah. I thought it was the mom's sister, but no, it's the mom's aunt. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think she's crazy and I love her. Um, I actually love, I love his mom too, at least what I've seen of her. Um, yes, I was going to ask about that. Um, how did you feel about the depiction of, you know, mental illness, um, issues or anxiety or depression I think presented it, here? it was good because when you are, she has a really good explanation. It's not, she's not sad. Right. It's depression. Mm. She, it, she can, you can be happy and you, things can be going great. And then all of a sudden it can hit you like a brick. Um, the first couple episodes, we don't really get a lot from his mom. Like th- their scenes together aren't really, um, interesting cause they don't say much. She's recovering and stuff, but like you see an episode with her and Auntie Peg and they're getting wasted. And that's funny. Um, there when she, his, his mom's setting up a dating profile that's amazing <laughs> whether she should get her boobs out yes what? i'm getting my boobs out god mom no <laughs> um that's fantastic the weird awkward date she goes on rod <laughs> so weird that's i liked that um yeah so later on it's great his dad i find to be the most the worst character like he just drives me nuts poor may um, seriously may, may deserve so much better her when her she's talking to her mom and dad about his big <laughs> head they say repeatedly his face looks like a scrotum right i thought that yes. was a recurring bit yeah um but you talked about okay so him and his mom that i feel like is a perfect scene of like how josh grates and how he continues to grate kind of how the series goes on right like the nurse comes in to ask the mom questions and he keeps fucking talking and like trying to crack jokes and like yeah. not taking it seriously to the point where the nurse is like, can you step outside until I'm done? Ah, uh, but I just and think. And he's like, no, I mean, it's my mom. And she's like, can you hush then? <laughs> like. <laughs> I see. I don't think that's great. I think that's a way a lot of people deal with things that are awful is that they try and crack jokes about them. Um, it's one of the reasons why I feel really weird at funerals. Cause I feel like I'm going to crack a joke and it's going to be really inappropriate, but it's the way I deal with terrible things. Um, I don't know. I don't think that, I guess it's the type of personality you have you, as well. You feel like you might, but nine times out of 10, you wouldn't though. No, but that's the difference. Yeah. The but, Josh character would. Yeah. Um, this doesn't make him irredeemable. He's not like the fucking dude off of Misfits. I, I was to, like, just smack. about to say, but I also came to love the dude off of Misfits. Yeah. So <laughs> then, you know, it's there will be no coming to love the dude off of Misfits. No, there will not. So yeah, but I... there there were things I could come to love. Josh, um, it did end up rolling into the second season. I didn't watch it, but it mm-hmm. did end up rolling. Tom has a beard that's very off putting. Oh. Um, and there clearly is. It does this a few times where it doesn't like immediately situate you. Like, right. An episode starts and it's like, okay, some time has passed. Some things have happened. I don't know what's going, going on, on here. Did I miss something? Um, so I feel like there's a bit of a time jump between season one and season two. Um, there are people there I do not recognize. So I think it will jump around his life or maybe it goes in real time. I don't know. Like it's four seasons over the course of like three years. So. It could, it could chart his move into adulthood and, and coming to terms with himself. He says he's fine being gay, but he never really seems fine being gay. Well, he's just well, the first episode that you get to know him. He's just kind of like he's known, but is now trying to navigate that and what that what that looks like in Australia and 
with Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. I don't understand Jeffrey at all and what's going on. And I love that every, even his mom is like, but Jeffrey's so good looking and you... You are... You're you. You. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really loved parts of it. Uh, and I liked parts of it. So, I mean, if we're talking kick punches, I mean, it's like a seven. Oh, I'm giving it a seven too. Um, I think, I think we were giving it a seven for different reasons. Um, I liked it enough to go through the season. Like yeah. I liked the people enough that I wanted to keep seeing what they were up to. I don't know if I will want to continue that. If the, if the, if the focus narrows in on Josh too much, I'll probably be, eh, I'll probably be out. Right. Um, like if there's no, if, if May's gone and she ain't coming back, I'm probably not. Yeah. <laughs> if I can't. I can live with the promise that May's going to show up at some point and make fun of his dad, then I might be. <laughs> yeah, I love May I so might much. Be out. She's great. And there are some, like, really. <laughs> There's some, some jokes about Thai people that happen later on in the first season that are like, A, they're so terrible and racist, but at the same time, it's like, I guarantee you I've heard jokes like that from, you know, dudes in my hometown. So. Right. I can't. <laughs> can't front on it for being accurate, you know, can't fault it for being accurate. Right. But yeah, so that is, uh, surprisingly, just sitting on your Netflix. Yeah. It's just one of them things that are there that you can watch whenever you want. I'm surprised it hasn't come up before. Ooh, that's what I was going to compare it to because everyone oh. talks about Australian comedy and they talk about Summer Heights High. What's that? You, oh my God, you've never seen Summer Heights High? No. It was a fake documentary. I don't know the dude's name. He's been like a huge, Carol, what's his name? He's been <laughs> huge. He's been a huge comedian in Australia for a while. I don't remember his name, but he plays multiple characters. Oh. Um, so he plays a high school girl. He plays a Polynesian boy yeah, delinquent there was, named Jonah. There was a lot of backlash about that. I actually do know the show. Um, specifically about the Jonah character? I don't yes. remember. Um, so he did, a, he did a series that focused just on the high school girl. I can't remember her name. Yes. Summer Heights High was about the high school in general. Right. And... He plays a drama teacher in there, mm -hmm. and it's just, he's so narcissistic, delusional, like he's trying to put this play together, but clearly he thinks he should be starring in it, and like, right. that sort of thing. The characters he played, I could not get through Summer Heights High. I was like, oh, oh, God, no, no, too much, too much arrogance, too much narcissism, I just, I can't, I'm out. Right. Um, I did not find that here. I did not get Summer Heights High vibes off, oh, good. Of, off of Please Like Me. Um, but yeah. Like I said, sitting on your Netflixes, go check it out. It's a sleeper. I don't think a lot of people know about it. No, so go, it's really good. Go give it a look-see. Well. Well. Up top, another summer watcharama. Completed. August watcharama in the can. We can actually say second annual. Second annual. It's a it's a tradition now, y'all. Yeah. Second annual August watcharama. Made out very well. Yeah. Looks really well. What the hell we have? We had Okja. We had Ocha. The Ocha. Defenders. Defenders. Oh, sorry. In order, Okja. Orphan Black. Orphan Black. Maiden Abyss. Defenders. And Please Like Me. Yeah. Hardy recommends from across the board. Oh, yeah. that's what we had to do. What did we have to do? We have to argue about the end of Defenders. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you remembered. Remembered at the end. So, friends, if you haven't seen the end of Avengers yet. Defenders. 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 If you haven't seen the end of Defenders yet. Uh, thanks for hanging. We'll see you next week. Yeah. If you have seen the end of Defenders in three seconds, three, two, one, I'm going to say they were fighting in a goddamn dragon that skeleton. That is freaking 
epic. What is so wrong with you? Stupid. You literally Luke Cage watch a show about Luke dragons Cage every week. Fighting. And you fucking. You is it set in wa- New York? You watch a show. It doesn't I do. matter. I do. You watch a show and you can you can. Okay. Also, like Doctor Strange, people with like unbelievable powers, a man who can punch through walls, a man who can get shot with bullets. That's all fine, but you add a second dragon to the mix and you're like, nope. Marvel Netflix show separated themselves by not being that. They were more street level. They were more just, you know, a dude who... Daredevil didn't even really get into like the radar sense thing. He just had like heightened senses and could fight. They didn't get into they the did whole get like a little bit into the radar nah, sense. Not, a little bit. Not really. A little bit. Um Luke Cage just fought a dude in a suit. Like Yeah. With but that was made from something from a science fiction <laughs> novel. It like And now he's in a dragon skeleton fighting ninja. How is that such a big leap? It's a leap. Dragons exist it's a leap. because Fisty McFist Punch got his powers from plunging his fist into a dragon's heart. But we're pretending Iron Fist didn't exist. Was <laughs> it Punchy McPunch face? Is that yeah, Punchy McPunch. We're pretending Punchy McPunch didn't exist. And also, you're fighting, I'm never going to open that door for you. And then you start fighting Electra. What the fuck is your problem? You know she's going to dodge and make you punch the wall open. Okay. Why he, are you that dumb? That, that, I was like, there's no way anyone is that dumb. Oh, Danny Rand is Danny though. Rand is so dumb. I love, though, this is one of the reasons I love, when they were like, when they were straight up like, uh, you must be the stupidest Iron Fist. He is. He, he, is, he really is. the stupidest Iron Fist. Dragons are cool. And, oh, this, Daredevil sacrificing himself to sending him all back because he knows he's leaving himself to die. Yeah. Then he gets out at the end. Well, this is why I guess why they haven't announced Daredevil season three yet because yeah. they didn't want everybody to know immediately that he was going to be fine. Clerical question: Did his mom ever turn up? No. In the show no. up to this point? No. Okay, I was wondering that. Because his, mo- his mom's a nun. Yeah. As we know from the comics, I don't know if this was ever addressed in the in the show at all, but and they basically call for her. That's the last line. It's like tell Maggie he's up. Yeah. And Maggie, Maggie's Matt's mom. Um and yeah and then there was a sizzle reel for the Punisher and I'm like meh meh I was, I thought it was something else I was really excited and then it was the Punisher and I was like oh man oh man killing time till Jessica Jones comes back seriously can we just have more Jessica Jones anyway that's our argument about the ending of Defenders it was stupid it was amazing there were dragons Caitlin thought it was fine I will also probably uh, try to make a point too since we won't have we're, we're out of time we can't topically mention it. And there'll probably be no point talking about it next week, but I'll uh, I'll write write up some thoughts on the ever more controversial conclusion of this season of Game of Thrones. Is it controversial? A lot of people didn't like the last episode. What? Why? Um, the Deus Ex Machina of the dragons. The fact that it was like, <laughs> if you actually start trying to do the math mm-hmm. on like the distance traveled, mm-hmm. it does not. The whole thing collapses. And people are arguing that we're getting more traditional. What the argument I saw on The Ringer, which devotes like half of its week to Game of Thrones coverage every right. time it comes out, that the at the start of the season, people were like, oh, man, that's really going to suck for George R. R. Martin because people are going to see most people are going to see the conclusion of his story right. without his involvement. Now we're starting to realize that, like, well, when he was like really laying track work for them to go down, it was a way better show. Yeah. And now they're at a track and they just have some bullet points to make sure they hit. 
how they get there is totally on Benioff and Weiss. Yeah. And they're not very good. It's not going as well. No. Well, George might have the last laugh when this is all said and done after all. Yeah. Um, The plan was stupid. I mean, you know, I got caught up in the moment. I thought it was a stupid plan then, but I got caught up in the moment. It's like, sure, go do that. Go capture a zombie to fucking convince Cersei that, you know, she should help you. On what planet is Cersei ever going to listen to you? Cersei does not. Cersei's entire character arc has been the thing in front of me and winning against the thing in front of me. But but they don't know how nuts she is. Don't they? They don't. Do they not know she blew up the Red Keep last season? Well, maybe that news hasn't trickled to them. Mm. Or like maybe they're like, oh, she's a little nuts, but not like super nuts. Oh, she, she's super nuts. She's super nuts. We'll find out how super nuts they are. Next week, or this week, tonight. But also, it doesn't really matter. They have a season left. They don't really care what we think. Oh, they're already caked up. It doesn't matter at this point. We've already bought in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll give... When it's all said and done, I'll give... I'll try to write up my uh, my thoughts. I'm not a licensed TV critic, but, you know, fuck it. Everybody else gets to have opinions. I get to have opinions, too. Goddamn right. And writing it on a keyboard doesn't make my face explode, so... <laughs> Unlike talking. Yep. So, so I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> and we're going to wrap it up. Um, do I have to do any, like, I did all this stuff at the top. Da -da. <laughs> should I Should I do it again? Do you want me to do it again? I'll do it right now. Do it. Okay. So if you would like to reach us for any reason, you can go to many of our socials. One of them being um, Instagram and fa and uh, Twitter. Both of those are at at GeekDownPod. Mm -hmm. uh, we do not have many Instagram things up yet, but we were hoping to change that in the coming season. All the memes. All the memes. Also, pictures, maybe of us. Maybe of my giant face. What? I know, right? Weird. Um, the uh, second thing you can do, you can email us. That is geekdownpod at gmail.com. You can get at us on our Facebook, which is www.facebook.com. Nope, do it again. I was oh, there for it. Which is www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. Um, and then, if you would like to support us, you can go to our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod. Everything's geekdownpod. We thank our our supporters and we appreciate if you would like to become a supporter uh we have tiers from one dollar to 25 dollars take a look there's all kinds of stuff up there for the different tiers um and i think this week is my week to do the playlist might be um in which case i don't know what i'm gonna do yet but i will think about it it might be move themed <laughs> um like move your body like maybe some 90s tech now it's a pun yeah, I'm doing a dance. It's really bad. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think that's everything. So, we are out of here. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. Uh, the theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we are out of here. See you next week. See you next week. I have an itty bitty notebook. I don't know. Usually you have um like a man sized notebook. It's just like a baby it was just like I'm gonna be a writer when I grow up. People need tiny notebooks, Caitlin. Yeah, they're babies. <laughs> All right.